All right, all right, all right. Welcome to Investment Banking Insights. This is the only show dedicated to helping you learn both the technical and non-technical aspects of investment banking. My name is Alex Mason and I am your host. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's an amazing day here in Ithaca, New York. The sun was shining, the birds were chirping, and you know, I just went for a walk. I just needed to get into nature for a little bit, reconnect with the uh, the non-MBA world <laughs> for a few minutes, and it was awesome. But I hope you're having a great day. Today, we are going through another accounting question. Uh, we're nearing the end of some of the more advanced accounting concepts that I want to cover for now. So hang on with me because these next few episodes are going to be a little bit more technical, a little bit longer, and a little bit more in depth. But I think they're important concepts to understand because we haven't really covered them before here on the show. So let's go ahead and get into it. So today's question is, how do net operating losses affect the three financial statements? How do net operating losses affect the three financial statements? And the thing about this is, of course, we first have to understand what is a net operating loss? Well, this is very simply when a company's allowable deductions exceed its taxable income within a certain tax period. And this could be when a company just plain old has a regular loss that year, or it could be when maybe it made money pre-tax income, but then it had a number of deductions that exceeded whatever that number was. So it had a net loss. So I'll give you an example. Let's say that a company makes $100 in pre-tax income per year. And let's also say that it has $200 worth of deductions that it can claim on its taxes. Now, maybe the business wrote down the value of some of its assets and it had some kind of loss on the sale of assets or some other type of situation that caused this. But let's just say there's that 200 so since the business has $200 in deductions, that exceeds the $100 in pre-tax income. So you have a $100 net operating loss. So the business is in the negative in terms of its profitability that year. Now, the cool thing about this from the company's perspective is that this loss can then be carried forward in future years. And the idea around this is that the IRS, and I'm speaking now in the context of the United States, the Internal Revenue Service allows businesses to smooth their tax burden over time because they understand that many businesses are cyclical in nature. And you can see this with agriculture or farming businesses. This is super common. Maybe the crop is really good one year. The farmers make a lot of money. But maybe the next year they operate at a loss and the crop is not good. And it basically allows for the farmers to take that loss, carry it forward into the future in order to defray their tax burdens later on once they are making money again. And so let's go ahead and continue with our example. Let's say that at the end of year one of our business, we now have $100 of a net operating loss. And what that does is it creates an asset on the company's balance sheet. This is how it affects the three statements. It creates an asset on the balance sheet, and this is called a deferred tax liability. Now, we've actually talked about deferred tax liabilities before on the show in the context of mergers and acquisitions, but now we're talking about it just in the context of net operating losses. 
And so what happens is the net operating loss multiplied by the tax rate gets you your deferred tax asset. So now let's say that in year two, the company makes $200 pre-tax income. Things are better this year. And then we can carry forward the loss from year one and deduct it against the income made in year two. So in this case, the new pre-tax income would only be $100 because we carried forward that $100 net operating loss. We made $200 in pre-tax income this year in year two. So 200 minus 100 gets us $100 in terms of our new income in year two. And that's basically how it works. But there are a couple of rules with carry forwards. The, the IRS has specific rules for how this should be done. Now, you can't carry back a loss from a prior year in order to get an immediate refund on your taxes. That's one thing that you can't do. It has to already be on the books. Now, there used to be a provision for this, but with the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act of 2017, you can no longer do this. You can only carry your loss forward. So that's one aspect of it. Another aspect is that you can only carry forward net operating losses up to 80% of the current year's net income. So let's say that you have a net operating loss on the books as a deferred tax asset. The next year you make a bunch of money and you have a strong net income for your business. You can carry forward and apply those dollars from the past to today, but you can't wipe out the entire year's worth of net income like it never happened and then pay zero tax. You can only apply it to 80% of the net income if you have that much money to carry forward relative to your net income. So that's another rule. And then thirdly, you can carry forward net operating losses indefinitely into the future until they're used up. And that's pretty amazing because if a company has major losses, they could extend those loss carry forwards over year after year after year after year as long as they want until it's used up because of course it's a finite amount of money that was recorded as a deferred tax asset now the law used to have a 20-year limit on this and at that point the asset basically just expired and the company couldn't use it anymore to lower its tax burden but now that's no longer the case it can be extended further than 20 years uh, if it lasts that long. So there's a couple nuances there with the carry forwards. And essentially what's going on here is that an asset builds up on the balance sheet when a company carries forward a loss. And then that asset gets drawn down in future years once the company uses it to reduce its future tax burden. And again, that equation for calculating this is your net operating loss multiplied by your tax rate equals your deferred tax asset. So a very important tool in a company's toolbox, especially if it's in a cyclical industry where there's bound to be years of negative net income of a, of a loss of the company, there can be some tax advantages there in future years when times are good to kind of smooth out those taxes. Okay, so that's how these uh, net operating losses affect the financial statements. It mainly impacts the balance sheet and then, of course, you would see an impact on the income statement as well. And then the cash flow statement is affected to the extent where taxes are paid or not paid. So that's just conceptually how it works. All right. 
That's what I got for you today here on Investment Banking Insights. My name is Alex Mason. I am your host. Thank you for listening. Thank you for rating. Thank you for sharing with your friends. I really appreciate all of those things. And I hope you're having an incredible day wherever you are in the world. I'll see you next time.